just a star, mate. Clearly on top for me. Arcadia Queen is running on. 200 to go. Russian Camelot has a race. Arcadia Queen coming at Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen, first look at 2000 is going to turn over Russian Camelot. Arcadia Queen, a link to the quarter. Russian Camelot. I remember watching it back to them. This bike might be pretty smart, I reckon. Savannah Hood, the Autumn Sun, goes for the lead at the 200 metres. Puts out a link and a half, two leagues back. G'day legends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. Uh, look, couple weeks off, little feed in the paddock, mm. we are back, it's good to be here. Never went too far mate, just a little let off, mm. just a bit of sun on the back, it has been sunny the last few days mate, which mm. is good, always nice headed into winter, but um, yeah look, just to let the punters know, we are sorry, you know, no tip sheets and no podcast for the last couple of weeks, we're never too far away guys, so as soon as this carnival heats up again, we're ready. What do you sort of make of that? two-week gap though like i know the horses need it the good horses but Mm. like if you had it your way would you have the good horses running around all year or is it also good to just have a little bit of a breather the problem is if you have the good horses running all year round they no longer become the good horses Mm. and i think that that even from a fan standpoint and just a racing enthusiast if you see something all the time you start to become used to it and they lose that sort of significance and that lure so to have the big race days, you also need to have the low race days. Of course. Because there's times where people don't fucking show up because there's camels basically with saddlecloths on. <laughs> but you also need those big days because it slowly builds up, doesn't it, to the biggest days of the year. So that's why we love it. How about that tingle in the balls when there's a big meeting coming Ooh, up too? Like yeah. Thursday night, you message your mates mm. like, oh, can you believe this price? Mm. Well, it's already started, mate. Stradbroke whispering, Doobin 10,000. Oh. Group one this weekend in Morfittville. So don't worry, we're back. Few good questions out there tonight, um, prior to <laughs> recording of this, and I think it's worth enlightening everyone. Mm. Uh, out of date soft drink. Yep. Strange one. Like, mm. where where do you sit on it? So, just to give some context, mm. um, sitting at Jackson's place, and he's offered a, a soft drink, and uh, as I mentioned before, th- I have no issue with this, and this was not a this is not a pot in any way, but. Jackson did hand me an out-of-date soft drink, which he didn't know. I didn't know but until I looked at it. <laughs> 9th of Feb 23, right? Mm. Happily opened it, happily drank it. Yep. What's like... How does What's soft- the courtesy? What's the courtesy? What is right? it? Like, at, at what stage do you go, actually, this is... I can't drink this, right? Is it one year? Is it two years? Is it the day after it's expired? What is it, right? I don't have the right answer. I, I myself, I myself, Ned, have sat there and, and drank soft drinks from last year. Yep. And mentally, I'm not okay, but physically, I am. So that's fine. So I, I think I can safely say that, you know, it's straight sugar, so you should be fine. But, um, oh, look, if you've got them at the back of the fridge, you've got people over, you know they're expired. You just sort of, you know, yeah. oh, you want a Coke? You want to pour it in a glass? <laughs> <laughs> pour it in a glass for it. No, use buy on the glass, mate. <laughs> exactly right. Um, question number two was Kettles versus Red Rock. Now, that's a oh, huge one. We've got the packet of Kettles in front oh. of us. It's a honey soy type setup. Mm. So flavoursome, so salty, so delicious. I struggle to compare the two. Oh, listen, recency bias for me, because we've got the kettles in front of us, I need to go with that. That's for the honey soy, right? Mm. So I think it depends on the flavour. Okay. If you're talking goat chip, I know I'm cheating a bit here because it really is a cracker. 
Those semi-dried tomato and oh. herb ones from Red Rock Deli, I'm addicted to. <laughs> Mate, they're, they're for me. They're, they're top of the totem pole. So yeah. I know I'm cheating a bit. They are crackers. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, I am shifting the goalposts a bit, but they are on top for me. They're on top selection. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> i got to confess something to the viewers, and I thought it would be a good confession to make on this podcast. <laughs> I have found a new thing that I like, one of those things that you probably shouldn't like, mm. you shouldn't even admit, I found it. I never watched this growing up <laughs> when I was younger. I never watched it, and it was because I thought I was cool, but I found it now. Mate, I've watched, in the last few days, the High School Musical. <laughs> I, I, shit, I shit you not, I've watched one through to three, and... Have you seen them? I've seen them, and, you know, regardless of what age I was, the only reason I was watching it was because of Vanessa Hudgens. That is is the only reason I would have been watching High School Musical. So, look, mate, if you enjoy it, go for it, mate. And Zac Efron, don't get me wrong. He's a ripper, too. He's a fucking great bloke to look at, for sure. fantastic. So, between those two, there's enough content. Yeah, really enjoying it. I'm going to leave it there, otherwise I'm going to start bursting out into musicals. Let's move on. Um... The weekend it was, it's just gone. Not much to report over here, but some three group ones over in Hong Kong. We know the racing over in Hong Kong is always pretty quality. Mm. Um, during the week, not as much, but they do have some very, very good horses. One of those horses named Golden 60, who has just come out and won his third QE2, which that's like winning your third Queen Elizabeth over here. Most, yep. Like That's probably your best comparison. Yep. It's just a massive feat, and he did it in serious oh, style. He just sat there as quiet as a church mouth, Vincent Ho, didn't he? He yeah. just did not move and put him up on speed, which is not normally his go. He's normally one to two pairs further back, but the race was over from a long way out, wasn't it? He just yeah. did enough to sort of cruise through the line without really just going through his gears. Yeah. You know, he didn't really let down hard at any stage. He no. just put the race to bed when he needed to, and such a smart horse. That takes him up to... I know it's hard to translated across from Hong Kong dollars. That takes him close to 30 million prize money. Wow. So that's just unbelievable, that horse. Freak. Yeah, for sure. What, what I love as well is that they've got, obviously, Zach, and they've got, you know, Huey's over there now, Joe Marrera. They've got these superstar jockeys. Vincent Ho's made a few errors on this horse and mm. probably gotten him beaten a couple times, but mm. they've stuck with him, mm. and I really like that. Like, let him continue with the horse and make it the whole story. I, I love it. Yeah, it's, it, you know, similar to a Hugh Bowman with Wink story. You know, it's a horse of that ilk where you just... There's plenty of jockeys that would have had their hand up along the way, and you stick with the one jockey for that relationship, and they become synonymous. So, yep. you know, I love it. Definitely. Um, Lucky Swayness won the sprint. There's murmurs that they're going to try and get this horse over for an Everest, and mm. I don't see why not. I, mm. I don't think that their sprinters are quite up to the quality of what our top lines are, but the way this guy goes about it, there's no reason why he couldn't come over here and compete well. Yeah, many have tried, Ned. I think there's been mixed sort of performances, normally around track conditions, yeah. because a lot of the horses that come from Japan, Hong Kong, these sorts of areas, they do like it real nice firm decks, yep. and we don't provide that over here. Even when Sprinklers. it's sprinklers, exactly. Even when it hasn't rained for four <laughs> months, you're still getting a soft six yep. in Sydney. So that's the way it goes, unfortunately. But if any horse is coming over and has a decent chance and must be respected, it's this one for sure. I think he fits the profile, and his change-up speed is phenomenal. Yep. So I'd be really, really keen to see him come over and tackle an Everest. Um, and then the last one, Romantic Warrior, ridden by James McDonald. This was a super super performance. He's obviously got form around Golden 60 all the way through, but 
Um, for <coughs> those that don't know Hong Kong form and don't know the horses we're talking about, Dubai Honor was two and a half lengths behind, yeah. running third. Aegon six lengths behind, and Myobra on eased up out, out the back. Yeah. Myobra ran second in a Doncaster last time. So yeah. there's your Aussie form references. Um, interesting choice for Nishan to take this horse over, knowing they were going to get dry decks. Yeah. It's a genuine heavy tracker, but... You never question the boss, mate. She'll get the chocolates back this weekend. Um, but this horse, Ned, what, what a freak. Yeah. What a freak the winner. We, we saw three absolute star horses. This is a horse that had form around Golden 60 in its previous run, so had the runs on the board. There was money for Dubai Honor, yep. so just purely on class. But we mentioned it before the podcast, Ned. You can't take horses around the world, give them business flights class, and just <laughs> expect them to keep winning different mm-hmm. tracks, different setups, uh, track conditions, different race shapes. They're not motorbikes at the end of the day. They, exactly. they are horses. They are animals. So you can't just take them around the world and expect them to win. But hopefully Dubai on is back for a, a Cox Plate, potentially even next um, year in the, in the Queen Elizabeth as well. So uh, really keen to see that horse again. Definitely. Um, I think dollar fifty, golden sixty, two dollars Romantic Warrior, and two dollars for Lucky Swainess. So they were well found, but they they definitely the best horses won. Yeah. Um, we're going to go through, we're going to mix and match a little bit here. We've got three different meetings that we're going to cover and we're just going to cover two races at all of them. It's that sort of time of the, um, leading into the good, good winter months of racing. So we've sort of got seven and eight at Gosford, six and seven at Sunshine Coast and six and seven at Morfittville. Um, and then one of our more exciting things at the end. Something to tickle the fancy. Something to tickle you there. Um, we're going to start at Gosford because why not? Mm. Um, (laughs) so... (laughs) Absolutely no method. How's that for an advertisement for Gosford Race Club? Why not? Oh, <laughs> uh, look, it's obviously extremely exciting for yeah. Gosford to have a headline meeting. They often race there on a Saturday, and you just don't know mm. because there's always Rose Hill. But it's good for them to have a nice meeting. Yeah. So, well, they, they continue to bring in these new races, net worth a shit ton of money. There's a half a mil race, um, the coast that they've brought in, which is race yeah. eight. So the more they bring these in, the more attention these provincial tracks get. So really good to see. Um, race seven, so it's twelve hundred meters. It's the takeover target. We got top of the market thinking about it in nice form. Won four in a row now, three dollars ten. Clemenceau's four eighty. Shades of Rose, who won, <laughs> ran in an Everest, funnily enough, mm. six months ago, is five fifty in this race. Fashion Legend seven fifty. Bacchanalia thirteens. Fox Fighters fourteen bucks. The face is fifteens. Blondo seventeens with Zethus. Audate is $34. Charmy Baby is 71s. Beth in Court down the bottom there at 91s. Yeah, the face to roll forward from outside. Shades of Rose who ran the Everest, but also the Quokka a couple of weeks yeah. ago as well. She wasn't disgraced, but probably needs to lift to show her best again here. She rolls forward from the wide gate. Beth and Court, Kim Moore, not too far away. Clemenceau and Bacchanalia, they've sort of been following each other this prep. They're the other two that will post up and, and probably be fifth, sixth in running. Thinking about it, Ned, or think mm. about it. I'm thinking about why we're covering Gosford, to be honest, this week. You're telling me I'm doing the advertising. <laughs> I think that's the starting point, Ned. It's a super smart horse. I was trying to look in the futures markets and see what they've got mapped out for this horse. It looks like they're headed towards that Kingsford Smith, which is the group one over 1300 up at Eagle Farm. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on the 27th. I'm looking at this run. I know it's the classiest horse in the field. It's the one that's still on the up. Yep. The trial was superb, and Joe Pride screams intent here. It just sat outside them and just booted away. So it's still nice and fit off that that um, you know spring campaign. So there's residual fitness there. Um, but I just think that from the barrier 13 of 13 at Gosford, 1,200 metres, you're going to need an absolutely peach 12 out of 10 steer from Clippin' to get it home. Yep. I think with that being considered, I'm happy to risk. 
hoping that they're looking at bigger fish to fry down the track. I'm with Clemenceau, Ned. Yep. I'm with Clemenceau. I think he bounces back. There's a sense of timing about him. He's third up today. He wasn't able to nail back an earlier two back, um, but he just got done on the line. But I think he, he turns the tables here. He can just settle on his outside and hopefully check off heels at the right time and go past them. Maps beautifully, beautifully from gate six, and um, he's going to be not too far away. And I think getting on top of the ground for him is yep. the big key. So I think 480, 450, whatever you're getting at the moment is acceptable. The saver for me is Fox Spider. Ned, okay. who was a big finish last time out, just got way too far back and flashed home. So that's the horse, if they are making up ground at Gosford, which is always the question. Mm. That's the horse I do want to save on for David Payne. Even if they are making up ground, it's a very difficult camera angle to see if they you are. Know. You would have absolutely <laughs> no idea. Um, look, I agree. Clemenceau, for me, I think it looks like he's going to get a really, really nice run in the race, too. He'll probably sit, I reckon, second or third pair back, hopefully on the outside there. Um Six week freshen up, which is always interesting. Like yeah. you have two runs, and then you have six weeks between. But if there's trainers are going to trust doing things like that, it's the Hawks team. Um, six week freshen. He's got a nice first up record. So if he's had a really good freshen up, comes in a little bit fresher here, I'm happy with him. I, yeah. I think he brings a nice form lines, and he's just a classy horse. He's got I, something yeah. about him. This horse. He's got boom around him, but I think he's starting to find his feet in this grade. He was, last prep, he was going around in the benchmark 80s and 90s, that yep. sort of thing. He's now found his feet in this grade, and you can see he really belongs, so I'm looking for him to get the kill on the weekend. Race 8, it's that race you spoke about, the coast, it's worth 500,000, as you mentioned, 1,600 metres. We've got top of the market military expert for Nisham is 550. The Lassophile is 650 next line, pretty amazing $7 with Wellwall. Palmetto, or Palmetto, sorry, is 750 with Kaobi. I've been trying $15, Lock Eagle 17s with Rosetta. Zoe's Promise is 23s, Pavard is 26. Attractable is also there with Bellatrix Black at 34s. Military expert Nisham um, with Rachel King on board is going to roll forward from one and control. Gate one. Zoe's Promise, if they leave well enough, will come and sit on his outside. I think Kaobi, Palmetto and Attractable are the other two or three that can inject themselves, but not a whole lot of speed outside of that. So I think it's all about how aggressive military expert is. And the intent from Nisham, essentially. But they're up to the mile second up, Ned. The price is... I haven't wrapped my head around it yet. Mm. The biggest reason is we're getting back on top of the ground for this horse. He does not go at all on a wet track. And the last time we saw this horse second up on a dry deck, he flogged them at Mooney Valley over yep. the mile. Uncle Bryn in behind that day. So a few smart horses to, to you know cross out as a form guide. I'm all over it here. We're still getting 210, 215 the place. 215 the place, yeah. That is, I, I cannot see this horse, as long as it leaves well and doesn't fall at the start, I just, I can't see this horse not running top three. 100%. I'm not declaring it a moral to win, but they'll go forward. They've got absolute control in this race. They can go whatever speed they like. The horse will get all the cheap seats and just bolt away at the right time. He's got form around the best horses in the country, you know, Tuvalu and Gentleman Roy, these sorts of horses that have gone on to... Basically win <coughs> group ones. I know yeah. it was on protest, but basically but yes, win. Yeah. So he's got the right form, coming back in great here, up to the mile. There's a lot to like second up. I think absolutely the best each way gamble on the card. Huge. I think it's definitely a good place bet for sure. Um, <coughs> he's been an interesting runner this this prep and last prep. He sort of never got a win when he was in the market. He was in the market a couple of times, yep. but... This is a pretty fair dropping class compared to what you mentioned before. Yep. I think 215, the place is a great bet. And then pretty amazing. I know that this is sort of a horse that you mentioned before is just, it's got that Waller feel about it. Mm. $7, 750 mm. for a big race worth 500,000, 52 kilos, back in trip. Big swooping run last start to yep. get over the top of them. I just, I think 
it stinks a little bit. Yeah. It just has a smell about it, so I'm going to have to be on side. Yeah, you always have to save on those while the horse is still on the up, and it's all about how much speed is on for her, because they if they go a little bit too quick, say Zoe's promise takes military expert on, and the speed's on, she can definitely swoop, swoop over the top. For sure. Um, we're moving over to Sunshine Coast now, so if you're following the form guide, get those fingers moving. Race six, 1,200 metres, Gold Coast Guineas. We've got Yellow Brick, top of the market, 360. Lady Laguna, after a win two weeks ago, is $6. Fashion Legend, $6.50 first up. Spacewalks there at sevens. End Assembly, $11. The Big Fella, Swiss Exile. Yep, not talking about the cheese. I'm talking about the Exile, $12. Bunker Hut is 13s. Russian Conquest, 15s. Lubrication, wouldn't mind some, $17. Mumbai Jewel is 34s. Midnight in Tokyo, 34s as well. Milan is 41s with Soothsayer. Inovid, oh, I'm not even going to have a go at that. Invinovic. Invinovic. Zlatan Invinovic. How about that for a Serbian name? Mm. 91 and Kiko, 126. Good little race this for the three-year-olds. Ned, Yellow Brick uh, and Lady, Lady Laguna are going to be the two that will roll forward. End Assembly, I think, will have to boot up. We're going to have to be dictated to, Ned. I felt like we worked out how to ride Swiss last start. We just take him back, find some cover. It's a bit sticky from that gate, so hopefully Brody can find a three-wide trail and come off their heels. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good chance on the weekend, mate. But obviously some chances underneath him, including Fashion Legend and Spacewalker, who are both in a, a fair bit of form. Look, I'll start on my bloke, Ned. They got the market wrong last time, with Lady Laguna being $7 and us being $20. We've come out of the Arrowfield Stakes beaten by our cabin. A litter of Group 2, Group 3 performers in behind as well, including Zoo Tiger. I couldn't understand the prices. They've given us the same prices again, then. Yeah. This time around, Lady Laguna's $6, and we, what are we, 15s, 12s at the moment? Yeah, about 12, 12, 13 bucks. You just go again, because with Quinella, we've beaten all the best three-year-olds in Queensland. Yes, there's a couple of smart ones resuming here, but the market's just allowed you to get on again, so why not double mm. up? You know, if you can back both, Laguna, she just maps absolutely perfectly yeah. from that gate. Thompson sticks, he gave her a peach last time. The gap's open, and she just was yeah. too good over the last 50 metres. Whereas we made that big sustain run around the outside and just gassed out the last 50. They're both ready, though. And I think you back the expertise of Nisham. She's an absolute star trainer. She's the master. She leaves them up there and they get acclimatised and accustomed to the conditions. So I'm all over both of them, mate. I think they're both excellent bets. Just a quick note, Fashion Legend has accepted in Gosford as well okay. for the takeover target race. So keep an eye on that. If that horse comes out, it's going to have a pretty big effect on the markets and probably the speed map as well. This yellow brick, Ned... I don't know if you were going to cover it, but... Smart. Smart horse. I just really question that three-year-old Magic Millions form that we mm. saw um, Like Alpine Edge and these types. Well, the three-year-old race specifically, it did yep. beat Alpine Edge the, the race before. Yep. But going into that three-year-old Magic Millions where him and fashion legend Quinella did, I know Yellow Brick finished off really well, was on the inferior part of the track, but the horses in behind have done nothing. Yep. There's not one winner has come out of that race since January, so... Yep. Not a whole lot of form to point to. I know it's a $2 million race, but there was just nothing around at that time of year, unfortunately. So, yes, it's a smart horse on the up. They're headed to a straight broke, so you have to respect it. But I just can't see how they're going to turn the tables on Laguna and Swiss. I think Laguna's the one for me. Um, apologies. But Swiss was fantastic the other day. Gate 14, where's he get to a little bit in the it's run? It's very sticky. I'm just excited for you more than anything to be honest because i know that i know that a win here can set him up for a whole prep like mm. if he can win this race swiss then all of a sudden a stradbroke becomes possible potentially mm. so it's yeah. just really exciting for you um look lady laguna for me i think six dollars fifty is a really good price again um 
seems to go on most ground as yep. well. Yep. Um, so it doesn't, you don't have to worry too much weather wise. Gate four appears to be getting the nicest run, and I'm just going to have to stick fat. She, um, she's the smart play, right? She's the safest houses yeah. play. The only knock you can potentially find with her, and it's not so much a knock, it's just trying to forecast, has she come to the end of it? Potentially, She's yeah. been up those couple of um, starts longer than the rest, so mm-hmm. has she potentially come to the end of a busy prep? That's the only question mark. The only other one I just want to touch on, Ned, lubrication. Mm-hmm. Nash has booked on this thing. Mm-hmm. The only horse with a better last 200 than Swiss last time out. Okay. He was very, very good. And more importantly, Ned, he's still a colt. Yep. So you always take note of these late three-year-old colts that are still hanging around because there's a reason they haven't been gelded yet. They must be showing something. All of a sudden, Nash booked. It's drawn low. Keep an eye on it, out on it. Race seven at the sunny coast. It's 1,800 metres. It's the Hollandale and Luxaki. He's looking to go three in a row here. He's a dollar seventy top of the market. A tissue is there, seven dollars fifty second line. Diamil, who's a dual acceptor for Gosford as well, yep. is eleven dollars. Zarek twelve, Skyman fourteens. Huter is seventeen dollars with new mandate at nineteens. Banker's choice twenty one bucks. Just folk thirty fours. Cepheus forty six with no compromise. And Colding rounds him out at sixty sevens. He's putting the picket fence together of donuts at the moment. Oh, Colding, poor Colding. I feel bad for he's him. He's just had enough. Like. <laughs> Why just don't just let him go. He, he's had a great career as a three, four, and five-year-old. Just let him go now. I know. It's fine. I don't you know, know what they're, they're holding on to. The owners don't need to press on, surely. Had their fun with him. Zaki Ned goes forward, the big fella. We know what he does. When you let him allow just to sort of roll forward under his own steam, you don't press him up. You just let him come across under his own sort of hole. 14, 16, 18, 2,000 metres, it doesn't matter. If you let this horse control races, it's over. You know, he's beaten the best horses in the country over this trip. I know he had that failure, if we think back to last year this time, mm-hmm. um, in the Queensland campaign, he was beaten by Huerta Doom, and... Doombin Cup. Yeah, Huerta and something else. Maximal. Yep. Those two horses. That time of year, though, it was more of an afterthought for Nisham. He'd already had that busy Sydney campaign, and then they took him up. Yep. This time around, he's only had the one start in Sydney, where he was huge over 1,400. This is his prep now. Oh, his all-age stakes run was enormous. You kicked the only horse to beat him. Yep. So if you want to take that form, you take it all the way to the bank. I know it's a skinny price, but that's what you get with this horse. The reason is, he's so fucking consistent. Yep. He turns up every single time. It's up to the other horses to raise up to his level. So he's on top for me, and I will be having a bet. If we stay around the $1.75, $1.80, I'm on. Little boosters here and there, you never know. A tissue, obviously the saver. You yep. have to respect her immensely. She's flogged them last time out in that group one. Came off the heels of alcohol-free, one of the best horses in, in the world. The only question mark is, she's now wet to dry. And so, 1,800. 1,800 and the barrier. There's enough question marks there, but what you do get is Nashville Willa. Yep. So that's the main thing you have to sort of account for there. Nashville Willa plus Waller. Has he become the number one jock for that stable? Are we starting to see... It's a big... It's been a quick shift though, hasn't yeah. it? Like it's almost like, oh, that's well, happening now. Well, I think it's sort of coincided with J-Mac going back and forth between Hong and Kong. And Huey gone. Huey gone as well. You know, I just think... I would pick Nash anyway. Yeah. I respect them all, but Nash would be my, my main big dog. So, he's he's getting all the best book to ride so mm-hmm. for um, Wallace. So, you have to respect a tissue, but Zaki's on top for me, mate. I think 220 a place a tissue is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good bet. I think you can make money out of both of them. So, whether it's a Quinella, whether you have your 100 on Zaki and 100 a place on a tissue, that sort of setup. Maybe you have 20 a win on a tissue as well as a little... Kicker, yeah. I think you can make money out of both of them. I do not see another horse getting near them. Mm. That's my honest opinion. I, I genuinely don't. Like, Zarek is probably the next best horse for mine. Yep. 
like in terms of how it's going, and I thought pretty disappointing last start. Oh yeah, and it's peaked this campaign already. Yeah, no I just, compromise off a setback. There's there's a talent there, but not enough to suggest that these two would get beat. Yeah, but the price is net. If this uh, third elect in the market, Daimil, comes out, yes. we're looking at all of a sudden it's a dollar fifty five for Zaki and you know five fifty and a dollar sixty the place for a tissue. Unfortunately, so hopefully they keep it in. But I think that horse is a good chance in Sydney anyway. So. Let's see what happens. Definitely. I'm going to go that way. I think it's going to be a good race, so I'm looking forward to seeing Zaki's campaign. Like, Especially, as you mentioned, he's going to be fresh now. Yeah. like It's all targeted at this Queensland just, prep now. Just want to throw one out there as well. Bit of content around for Zaki. Like, Nishan loves following him, and, and they, every time the horse takes a shit, you get a video <laughs> yeah. update. They went out for a water walk this morning. Swiss obviously can't be around any of the fillies, so his main stable mate <laughs> up there is Zaki, right? Oh, that's cool. I'll show you a photo after the potty, mate. I might share it to all the viewers out there. He's making Zaki look like a fucking lead pony. Really? A Shetland pony. I'll share it, mate. He's a monster. So he's just got to put it together, the big fella. We'll see if he does it on Saturday. Hopefully the brain and the muscles can go together and get rid of the balls. They don't normally do when the balls are in between. (laughs) Morfittville now. So if you're on that form guide, have another flick. Uh, Race six. Uh, it's the Queen of the South Stakes over 1,600 metres. We're going to cover this one nice and quick. So Foxy Frit is top of the market, 450. Uh, Cased is $7. Sparkle, 8 bucks. Then we got Cap de Joie as well, $8. My whispers there too. Bell Placier is 12s with Miss You Ella. Waltz on by, $13. Dynasties is 14s with Belle Savoir. Then we got Rich Gina at 41. Silent Sovereign is 51s. Last Girl Love, 51s as well. Agreeable and Delicious Tycoon are there at 67s. Yeah, Sparkle with Willow on board, and it just rolls forward and just controls this. Waltz on by to whip across and sit on its outside. Belle Placier from one will move forward. Delicious Tycoon, Rich Gina, and Belle Savoir. Uh, the other three or four not too far away. I think it's a starting point, Ned Sparkle. Mm-hmm. I need to apologise and let the viewers know that uh, you sent me a text a few weeks back when this horse brained them over 2,000 metres at Flemington. That's okay. You said, the only horse I want in there is Sparkle. It was, was It was the only one. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, oh, who rode it that day? Carling Heffel or someone? Yeah. Somebody like, Celine Gordray, one of the two. I'm like, oh, you know, so, you know you're getting... Blake Sheen, and then you, oh, all of a sudden you get Celine Gordra. I'm not sure. I thought he rode him a peach last time, and of course the horse brains him, mm. and I took it off the tip sheet. That's so okay. Just apologising to you and also <laughs> all the viewers to that before we cover this race. But we back up here, don't we? Yeah, I'm because on. you look at this map, they're going to roll forward. Willow's got complete control. The middle barrier is fine because there's no speed underneath him. Mm-hmm. He can go across and lead this, and the biggest advantage for this horse, 2,000 back to 1,600. So they're going to have so much ready left in the tank the last two, 300 metres. Yep. Even if it cops a little bit of pressure in the run, they're still coming back in trip. So I always love leaders back in trip. I think it's a recipe for success. The saver Ned for me, Cap de Joie. Okay. A horse I've got a bit of time for. Um, unlucky first up, then went second up at Moody Valley, got the job done, just came around them and whipped past them. was a very, very smart win. Again, unlucky by getting too far back third up at Geelong. Comes back up to the 1600 here. Yes, it's going to give a few of the smarter horses a fair bit of a head start, but it's got the best last 400 metres in this field. So if it's close enough and they're making up ground at Morfittville on Saturday, that's the one um, that's going to swoop and be my saver. Sticking with Sparkle, Danny O'Brien, the plan was to bring it over for this race all along. Um, Look, plans don't always go (laughs) exactly the way they want, but I do think that $8 in this race seems like a very nice price. The way the race looks to be shaping too, I think Craig just takes it to the front, 1,600 metres, hopefully good enough, $8 to find out, I'll be on for sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, 
it's the Group 1 of the day. Um, we've got the Robert Sangster Stakes over 1,200 metres, and they've assembled a really good field here. Belly Nipatina's top of the market, 380. Zapateo coming over from Sydney is 550. Passive Aggressive, 550. September Run, $9. Marabi, $11. Espiona, 12s. Ruthless Dame is $14. Chain of Lightning, 19s. I'm Loving Ya, off a win, first up, $23. Rockin' Horse, who is just consistently 26 to 1. Literary Magnates there as well with Sarah Des. Another award, $35 in Diamonds, 81 bucks. Excellent, excellent field here. Now, you're probably really missing good. one or two of the absolute star sprinters, but this is a very, very good for it. You know, a state that normally doesn't get the best. Mm-hmm. These are, this is a very good field. So happy with what they've assembled here. Passive aggressive, Graham Begg looking to bounce back on the dry deck. They're going forward. I don't know whether they can lead Marabi. I know we were discussing this before the potty, mate, that not many can match her over the first two, 300 metres. I'm just thinking with Marabi, yes, she's going to roll forward. I'm just thinking, Ned, wet track, it's not going to be heavy. It'll be soft six, soft seven. There's a little bit of a question mark about 1,200 for her. Yep. I'm just wondering if they're as aggressive over the first 200 metres. I think they're going to be happy to sit outside passive-aggressive. I know you've got a different opinion on that, but I think they're going to be happy to just sort of sit outside and dictate and hopefully win from outside the leader. So mm-hmm. they're the first two. Sarah Destin to sit not too far away. I think Bella, depending on how well she leaves, I think Mellon can have her, say, fourth, fifth in running, which okay. is absolutely perfect. Hopefully good. they've got her one off the fence and she can just swing out at the right time. I don't envision a massive amount of speed outside of that. So expecting a nice, even sort of sedate tempo here, and I think they're all going to get their chance. She's the one for me, Ned, Bella Nipatina. I was having a look before. They're starting to chip away at her at the price, though. So yeah, 380 I'm, now. I might have to sort of have a spec now before we uh, before we get to the weekend. And it's not in all-in market, mate, so you can have a bet. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it back if she comes back. <laughs> Jeez, you're bringing up old wins already. Sorry, mate, I thought we sorry. had to let up for a reason. Anyway, but she's on top for me, Ned. She does this you know, three, four preps in a row where she builds up to this win. She'll have these big flashing light runs. She runs into seconds and thirds and just runs into an absolute star. Last time in the Quokka, she almost matched motors with Amelia's Jewel. And you know the opinion I've got of that horse. And yeah. I honestly think, barring I wish I win, maybe Giga Kick, there's no horse that can match that Amelia's Jewel over 600 metres. Yep. Uh, Bella Nipatina went very close. She went very close. She's half a length off that horse coming into this. For me, that's a drop back in grade. She made up enormous ground in that William Reed to start before as well, almost running down the winner in Peritrees. So, you know, superb form coming into this. I think the timing is there. Mellum is absolutely airborne. I'll be the first to say that I've bagged him in the past and I've, I've held my hand up and I've apologised on this very podcast. You have, you have. The bloke is airborne. I think he's going to give her every chance and I think she's one of the best on the card, Ned. Yep. She loves wow. this thing out of the track too. So just a lot of boxes ticked for her. There's a few outside that you can make a case for. The one I will save is September Run. Okay. She was very, very unlucky not to go very close to winning that William Reed. She got in a massive bumping duel uh, coming around the corner, and you know that's good night at the Valley. Yeah. It's, it's over, right? She did pick herself up and run through the, the line nicely for fourth. Trialed in between ones, or jump out, I should say, at Flemington. She did space them in that jump out. I don't know how much you want to read into that, but I think Waller's got her nice and fresh here, and if they are making up ground, which is the big question, she's the saver. Huge. Um, on with Marabi, $11. First up run was three and a half lengths behind him in a group in group one company. I thought she was okay. I'm just thinking this horse has got something about her. $11 to find out. Yes, you might want to see, you know, you might want to see the horse come out and have a win first. But I'm seeing the $11 as my chance to bet small. And it, look, if she doesn't win, she doesn't win. Yep. The way the race is shaping is where my bet's coming from. 
I see her taking on passive-aggressive and going around him and probably leading this field. I look at the other chances in the race. September run, Zapateo, Bella Nipatina. They're probably going to be back in the field. They need a little bit of speed on. If she's the only one providing any speed, she's going to be hard to catch mm. if she's at her best. Mm. 1,200 sees her out for sure. These are the negatives, by the way. Okay. 1,200 definitely sees her out. The soft track's a bit of a query. $11, I'm happy to find out. Mm. I have a question for you. So this is Zapatero's first crack at a Group 1 or, like, these next-class fields. Like, Zapatero's always been kept at that Group 2, Group 3 level, which we speak about. You know, mm. there's... Coming seems to place it really well. If you hadn't seen the prices, what price would you have priced Zapatero? Like, imagine that you... Like, they just put the acceptances out... What would you I, have thought that this horse had been? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have her too far north of the ten dollar mark. Okay. I'd have her ten nine dollars. You're yep. probably thinking longer than that. No, no. Her last start win was fucking arrogant. It was. It was dead set arrogant. I know it's in a lower grade, but there's only one option from there, right? If you beat a, a field like that in that fashion, and you're already at that sort of ring below the Group One, mm-hmm. then you've only got one way. The market's respecting her. It's obviously the, the Cummings factor as well that you have to account for, but yep. I would have had her in the $9, $10 mark, not yep. too much longer than that. Yeah, I'm thinking 12s, so that's what I've got yep. in my head. I think yep. she should be double the quote, only because when I see $4 Bella Nipatina, who, as you mentioned, has nearly won a quokka, yep. beating Amelia's jewel, one has been gone close in countless group ones, and then you've got Zapatea, who's this first-timer against other really good horses. I think they've... I reckon they've got it wrong. Well... You look at it, right? Chain of Lightning's in the field as well. It's not massive. It's 20 to 1. Yep. Zapatea, last time they met, beat Chain of Lightning comprehensively. So okay. if you look at the odds there, plus her last start, you can see the way the market's leaning. And again, that James Cummings tax. But I was actually hoping you didn't touch on this horse because it's the one that scares me. Yeah. It fucking scares and, me. And that's the thing. Like, the, it can win. <laughs> but I just can't have a bet at $6. Neither. Right? But, I, and, and that's what you're alluding to. And I like your thinking with Mirabi as well because... Yes, she's coming off a tendon injury. She hasn't shown a lot in her two starts since coming back. Mm-hmm. But if the horse wins at $11 and you're not on, you're kicking yourself. Crook. Whereas if she's three fifty, you don't care. You go, fuck, it doesn't matter. I'll get her next time. Yep. She's $11. You want to be on if she does happen to bounce back to her best. For sure. It's an exciting race anyway. You can tell by the amount of time we spent on it. Mm. Um, now, this is something that I've really missed. This is something I've really missed. Um, we've covered three meetings in three different states, but that's not enough for the second again, boys, because no. we just decide that we want to do more. We want to do more for the people. Mm. We want to do more for our listeners. We want to do more for ourselves and our bank accounts because this thing is just good. <laughs> it's a good fucking thing. Um, Jacko, the best is West. Mm. Have you got one for me? We do. We do. I'm going to stick to late in the day, Ned. It's been working for me. You like it late? Yeah. I know we've had a bit of a let up as well, so I have been having a look out there. There's not a whole lot going on this time of year at Ascot. <laughs> it's probably safe to say most of the year. Minimum 66s, I yeah. think they call them. Yeah. We obviously went close in the quokka with Amelia's jewel, and I thought... Yeah. I normally am spot on with the photos, but I thought she might have got there. I didn't. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Just I think the rail was out, and Josh Parr's just too fucking good. Like, let's just say yeah, that. He's just, he's just too good. But this week, Ned, race seven. What time have we got here? 5.59, so let's oh, call it 6 o'clock. What it is, it's perfect. You've just finished either Sunshine Coast, Gosford. You know, all the, the main states are finished. Let's head out west, yep. right? You might have missed the first few races on the card. We're going a bit wider this week, Ned. It's not usual $2.50, $2 favourite. Wow. Not so much the jockey, though, because it's W Pike aboard. 
part of it's been a little bit out of sorts, I have to say, Ned. He, he, <laughs> may, he may come back and kill me here, but um, I'm on Pike here on Arcadia Star. You know I've got a bit oh, of a thing. six bucks! You know I've got a bit of a thing for my Arcadias. And it is something to do with the colours and, and sort of Pike and you know, Arcadia in front of it. I do start to get a little bit barred up. This horse is screaming 1,800 metres and further, Ned. It's a horse that really takes a long time to get into its gears, but once it does, she's very, very good over the last sort of four, six hundred metres. As long as Pike keeps her off the fence and she maps really nicely in this, the favourite we we look to have a tactical advantage of. So we might be, let's say, two pairs in front because the favourite's drawn 10 of 10. Right. So unless they boot forward and use a bit of petrol coming across, I think it sets up really well for us to either sit just outside it if they want to be aggressive, mm-hmm. or we can just be two pairs in front and they've got to catch us. But... She's nice and tough, and she was very good last time out over the mile, so I'm happy to follow her up to the 1800. I've been waiting for this horse to get up to this trip, so as long as Pike gives her the right running transit, she's going to go very, very close to $6. The best is worse, it always is. I just want to give a little push to Wee Nessie, race eight at Morfittville. Um, obviously ran a really good second to Aft Cabin a yep. um, couple of weeks back, and now we get $5 in the to- Tobin Brodden Stakes. Mm. I think $5 looks a pretty good price. And we've seen that Arrowfield form stack up already yep. with Lady Laguna and Swiss Exile going up north and Quinella ring a good three-year-old race. So that form stands up, back up. If you haven't a play, good luck. It's obviously the, a bit of a dip these last few weeks, but we are leading into the big carnival. So it's a good time to get your eye in, have a few drop balls at the nets. Just Absolutely. have a look in, you yeah, know, because yeah. that's what we're doing. Yep, yep, yep. Get, get Dad out to the nets and just bash him around a bit, you know, like... Just getting doing the overarms. What's the sling thing they've got? Oh, the, the old. Did you ever have that one? I never had it, but I okay. saw the people hey. that love their cricket doing oh, yeah. it. A few of the rich kids had it in my team, so. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in it, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, mate, good luck to Swiss as well. Like, Thanks, massive mate. good luck. It's um, very exciting the yep. way he's going at the moment. He's on an upward trajectory, and we hope that he can win on the weekend. Hopefully, you hang on to those agates. <laughs> good luck if you're having a punt, and pleasure as always, brother. Enjoy, guys.